1: Hello there my very good friends, on today's wrestling news a new wrestler is rumored to have left
2: AEW. More AEW departures may have already happened. We've got a big update on the WWE status of Sasha Banks and Naomi. And a WWE star has been involved in a serious car crash. I'm Adam Wilborn and I'm Andy Murray and this is The News. Let's kick things off by talking about Alan Angels.
1: Alan Angels, there's a lot of speculation on this man's AEW status going around, and we should stress that it is speculation. There's not Mm -hmm. confirmation that he has left AEW or anything as of yet, but we've got a few signs that point in that direction that have led to a bunch of people going, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Basically, yesterday, Mr. Angels, Alan, five, Five. (laughs) Dark Order member, 24 years old. Very talented guy, uh, tweeted excited for what's next. Now this was accompanied by him blacking out his uh, profile picture on Twitter, removing references to the company as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a W wrestler was explicitly in there before; it's no longer in there. Now we've just got a booking email. Um, he does still have a banner image. Is that what they're called? The one across? Yes, the I top, believe so. Yeah, one of them with with the entire Dark Order, in, including the late Brody Lee. Still got that up there. Uh, But this has obviously gotten people talking now I believe Angel's last match for AEW was taped on like the 11th of June. It's a pure rules match for Dark uh, against Daniel Garcia. Um, he'd been kind of a peripheral figure on television uh, yeah. for a while. I mean, you know, when you look at the Dark Order, the the bigger name people in that group, he was uh, probably not quite on the level of an Evil Luna or a Stu G- Grayson's gone now as well, yeah. of course. Um,
2: so it, it, In the pecking order, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, yeah.
1: But I think a talented professional wrestler, um, still 24 years old. Look, if he has left AEW at 24 years old, he has lots and lots of time to reinvent himself and and maybe pick up a contract from another major promotion uh, later down the line. He'd been working for... I'm speaking as if he's definitely gone... If he is gone, yes. he had been working for the promotion since April 2020. He had a squash defeat to Lance Archer. He then had that six-minute match with Kenny Omega. I remember the, oh, one, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. the one that killed wrestling, uh, according to weird well, people bollocks, on, that was. on the internet. The reaction, by the way, not the yeah. match. Yeah, and it was, it was particularly wild. Um, just an insane response to that. Um, but yeah, I've always thought Alan was a, is a really, really good wrestler. Uh, I've been sad to see him go, but your signs are maybe pointing in that direction at the moment. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean we've we've become more and more used to this, uh, like you say, not releases but you know people's contracts simply expiring it's- and then Going their separate ways with AEW. Like you say, the door is is presumably not closed to return, if it is the fact that he's left. Like you say, we don't know officially whether or not that is the case. Uh, But best of luck to him. We'll keep an eye out for him because he's, like you say, very talented and uh, no doubt will be popping up everywhere, if he's even gone from AEW, like you say. But we'll keep posted on any developments with that. Uh, One thing we do know, according to Fightful Select, no crap. Just Sap, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful Select, as that there may have been more AEW departures. Um, Fight for Select reporting that several per-appearance deals, per-appearance? Per-appearance. If they bring their parents, they get to wrestle, apparently. <laughs> or several per-appearance deals, is what yeah. I probably should have said, have expired in 2022 uh, without going public, basically. Um, sort of more under the radar is how they describe it. Similar to the likes of Marco Stunt, Jack Evans, yeah. Joey Janela, etc. Now, we don't have names, but we sure as hell are going to speculate on those names but it is like I said earlier probably just another one of those cases of someone signed either in 2019 or 2020 for a couple of years and then it's just become to become maybe not an agreement but it's just come to the case where a certain date their contract runs out and it's not been renewed.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you can't renew absolutely every single person when the contract comes to an end. And like, I know you're fighting a losing battle and you wade into this conversation because mostly it's not argued in particularly good faith, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it anyway. Good luck, brother. There is a huge difference between somebody leaving at the end of their obliged agreement, at the end of their contract, and somebody being outright released, like say two years into a five-year deal. Yes. It's day and night and, um, Again, it's—I don't know why I bring this up because the people who have decided it's the same thing
2: will never be yeah. swayed.
1: But you know, we should stress that. Yeah, if
2: you've got a job and they say your job runs to Christmas next year, yeah. right? and by i don't know mid-november next year you've not heard anything i don't really like the whole ghosting aspect of it but that's a separate conversation yes, if you've not heard anything by mid-november one could assume probably that your contract's going around and maybe you should look for new work in 2024 for example sure but if someone says andy you're going to be employed till christmas next year and then next week they go right piss off mate you're yeah. not getting paid anymore yes they get a severance package or whatever you call it the 90 day that that but There's like a year and a half of guaranteed wages there that have just gone up in smoke. 100%. 100%. But yeah, the comment section is going to be fun, isn't it?
1: Yeah, sure is. Uh, Speaking of the comment section being be fun, let's talk about Sash Banks.
2: Oh, good. Um, That's weird, isn't it? Like, as soon as, you know,
1: talk of her maybe leaving WWE occurred, she was never that good anyway. She (laughs) was never that good anyway. (laughs) Nonsense. Complete nonsense. But uh, anyway, we got an update on the, the, the situation with Sash Banks and Naomi. And it's very confusing. If you thought this was confusing before, let me talk about two conflicting reports. Why not? We've already had plenty of them. Oh, okay. uh, joy. So PW Insider's Mike Johnson came through with an update on the duo last night, uh, stating that SashBanks Banks and Naomi are still listed internally on the company's roster. Right? So this was misinterpreted by a lot of people as they'd been taken off and re-added, which led to a bunch of folk going, oh, they must be coming back. No, their status hasn't changed. Like, they've they've just stayed on it throughout internally, um, despite their suspension, despite the Raw walkout, despite being stripped of the Women's Tag Team Championships, despite being over off TV for like a month and a half now. Um, Has it been that long? And in this report, Johnson explicitly states that neither have been officially released. Now, it was mid-June when Raj Giri of Wrestling Inc. came through and broke the news that he had learned that Sasha had been released. Raj actually tweeted again last night, maybe in response to this Mike Johnson report coming out, uh, saying, here's what I know about Sash Banks. She was released on June 10th, and it came from Erica Schreiber, who's the Vice President in WWE. When he says, it came from, that means, uh, not, that, not that he's burning his source. I thought for a split second, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, perhaps uh, Schreiber passed on, passed on the word. Um, as for why WWE has not said anything or removed her, the rumour is that leadership is trying to smooth things over. Now, we should you point out as well that some other outlets have corroborated Raj's original report. Wrestling notes oh, yeah. uh, and others have, like Fightful, have stated that people we've spoken to haven't denied it. Uh, I believe Dave Meltzer reported shortly afterwards that it was something that they were working on, but hadn't been confirmed. WWE have obviously not mentioned it at all. This is just—it's a big ball of muddled stuff. And I don't know how to unpack it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I'm also quite torn on it. Like, it, it, There's this thing inside of me that I always kind of hope for the best. So there's a little bit of me. Obviously, I would love to see what, you know, uh, what uh, Sasha and Naomi could do elsewhere. Obviously, AEW is the most obvious place you would assume. Sure. But there's also a little bit, little bit of me that's like, I want them to stick around and really prove a point in WWE. And when I say I want them to stick around, I'm not saying this is on them. Yeah. I'm saying if it gets sorted out, I'd love for them to come back and either Genuinely get WWE to realise that they need to put some, you know, money and effort into this women's tag team division. Not just go, uh, you be a team, you be a team, blah blah blah, or just recognise the talent that they've got individually yeah. in the form of Sasha and Naomi. So you know what? I'm going to go with Carmella gets attacked by Bailey, who then gets attacked by Naomi, who then gets attacked by Sasha, who then fights uh, Bianca Belair. On uh, Saturday, Money in the Bank, because who bloody knows the way this world's going at the moment? Uh,
1: predictions and fantasy booking are fun. I, like, the thing with Sasha that, that, that always blows my mind here, right? With all of this stuff, is that how do you push and promote people? How do you decide who to spotlight? How do you decide who to get behind? Uh, the people who are attracting interest to your company, the people who are draws, the really people who are pulling yeah. the ratings, it's really simple. And Sasha Banks, for the longest period, was one of the, if not the, biggest needle mover in the entire company. If you go back and you look at her numbers, I haven't done this in a few months now, so you know maybe the situation has changed a bit, but she is continually one of the people moving those quarter hours in the right direction. Her name always features on those little rating spikes graphs. There was a point! early in his run on top of the brand where she was a bigger TV draw than Roman Reigns in terms of the difference she was making. Maybe that's not the case anymore, but it's baffling to me that you wouldn't make her just, like, a
2: female Roman Reigns, a centrepiece, but one of the few good things about the Women's Royal Rumble. One of the few good things about the Royal Rumble paper premium live event this Not good this year, was it? No. Um, but yeah, WWE should move heaven and earth to get these two back if, if there is still a chance there. And like you say, with with what happened with Mustafa Ali, anything's possible, to uh, be honest. The Ultimate Warrior came back. You can never rule anything out. Uh, Right, some uh, darker news to fill you in on now, uh, with an uh, injury and a justification for someone missing Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, That is... Dana Brooke, former 24-7 champion, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, was missing from this week's Raw due to a, quote, bad car accident. Now, the good news is she is doing good uh, and anticipates returning to TV in no time. She tweeted, much love to the WWE Universe for the support and love standing up for me. The reason why I was not on Raw last night was because I got into a bad car accident in the past week. I'm doing good. We'll be back in no time. I really appreciate the love and couldn't ask for better fan support. So, worrying news but reassurance in terms yeah. of the fact that she hopefully will be back soon. We wish I in a recovery. And, uh, yeah, always worrying and scary to read stuff yeah. like this, but thankfully it seems that it's not as bad as first feared.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, good to hear that she's seemingly doing well. Uh, it's the kind of story that when you see the headline, you go, oh, gee whiz, the, yeah. this sounds rubbish. Uh, and I hope no one no one was hurt badly in the accident. Uh, hope that everyone walked away uh, unscathed. Yeah, it, it just... All the best to Dana for her recovery.
2: Yeah, well soon, she's, Dana.
1: Uh, you know, she's currently the second longest reigning uh, 24-7 champion in history. Our, our truth is obviously number one with like
2: 450 days or something. But she's on like 200. And do you know who she learned that skill from? The inaugural 24-7 champion. And Titus, who will you hate? Oh, it's been a while since I've done that. Uh-huh. Missing. It's not really on TV anymore, is he? He's just a brilliant ambassador be, for the company. A nice what a man. life! Nice human being, top guy. You ever Everyone. want to chat, Tyus? You know where we are. we Would love to interview you. All uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At What Culture WWE, of course, you want to get in touch with us. Uh, first question today comes from John Harrison, who says, "Good morning, chaps. Uh, assuming the match is going to be Mox versus Punk at All Out." Mm. He's still my beating heart. Uh, do you think MJF is going to cost Punk the victory, destroying the heartwarming moment? Have a great day, boys. You have a great day too, John. What do you reckon? Ooh,
1: interesting. Um, I wonder if the character dynamic between MJF and CM Punk might actually flip a little bit following recent events, because a big part of MJF's diatribes heading into their matches uh, was was talking about. Punk. Going home and all of that stuff, Ooh. and you know that's that's. I hate the term taking up, taking the ball and going home unless it's like, you know, worked in as part of a program like this because it's often anti-worker. But perhaps from this situation, the character of MGF will be able to see where Punk was coming from in 2014 uh, a little bit more, and 2011 when he did the pipe bomb, and MGF did his own pipe bomb the other week. So <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see that level of disdain between them anymore. I think your fantasy booking is on the money, John, and. Um, I wonder if maybe we're heading to something a bit closer between those guys.
2: Look, you know my opinions on MJF. <laughs> he is the voice of the voiceless. And I'm so excited. He's the bring voice him voice of
1: the voiceless? Bring
2: him back. And also pay the man, Tony Khan. But yeah, very excited. Regardless of whether or not MJF gets involved. Punk versus Martin Yen. Yeah. yeah. Not even the main event of All Out in my booking oh, either. Oh. Oh, that's for the tag titles for all the belts. Belts. Uh, anyway, second question today comes from Mr. G, who says, "Morning, legendary king of the mic." Oh. oh, here we go. There we go. Wait, oh, <laughs> you've missed this, haven't you? Um, he writes, "With WWE going Hollywood again, do you think this would be the time to finally induct Batista into the Hall of Fame?" Yes. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love him and his uh, sensitive <laughs> nipples. Oh, no, wait, that's the character. Yeah, it he's kind of a
1: glaring omission, uh, yeah. isn't he, at the moment? But at the same time, he's also someone you probably want to hold on to. And um, you don't want to, like, throw all your... You- you've got some memories. No, I
2: know exactly where you're going with this, and I completely agree. You
1: don't want to throw all your... I... Eggs in a basket? Chickens in a pickle? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to burn through too many headliners is what I'm trying to say. And yes, this is a good, appropriate moment. Uh, he deserves it. I-, I love him as well. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, that was just you, you all know, I was gonna say is you're gonna do some bollocks. No, I just completely agree. in the amount of times that they go this year's Hall of Fame, Batista, and yeah. then they also go like, and here's, here's three other like massive names. You're like, oh, you're burning through those real quick. Yeah. In like five years, you're gonna be like, uh, Brombreaker. I don't know. <laughs> like, just it's really easy. You put Batista, the head of the class, or whatever they call. What what's the, the top? headliner? Yeah, headliner. You put Victoria in there. Why hasn't she gone in? And then you just chuck some, like, just blokes in there <laughs> yeah, who are just—no offence—Henry or Godwin aren't like multiple-time world yeah. champions, but we're, a, you know, us—not to dismiss them too much, but a solid hands. Yeah. Like it's the problem when they go. It's the NWO and this and this, and then you're like, right, but it, you do know you're going to have to keep doing this, don't you? Forever. Yeah. Then now forever. That's oh, it's, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be Batista and Ken. Kendosti. Yeah. <laughs> in, induct having to get a sign, induct Ken Dosting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> me. Eddie Zam final question of the day. I thought this was very appropriate for you and for me, because you've got a great beard and I have a mustache you You've You tried. Beard. Yep. Eddie writes, <laughs> uh Eddie Zamhari writes, Who has the greatest mustache and beard in pro wrestling? Oh, it's the butcher. Like, it's the butcher every single time. Like Also just, the best pork chop in wrestling.
1: Best pork chop, best wagging a pork chop at his opponents technique. Is that what you call it? The the, the I can't do it on camera because the camera yeah, but the thing on his knees, I've yeah. tried that in the office, is really sore. Yeah. Very impressive leg power in that man. <laughs> like he's he's had so many versions. He's had the he's had the mustache, he's had the, the chops blinking up with Yeah. him, he's had the
2: full beard. He just looks good every time. It's the butcher. There's many things I would change Rude. about myself if I had like a wishes from a genie but the ability to grow facial hair and have fun with it is one i would <laughs> love to have like i have the i can you describe a mustache or whatever i have in november i have that you know it's for a good cause yeah it's a cheesy watson but it's yeah it's it's certainly something it's like, uh, smashed up uh, but j- uh, cheeto also shout out to Sanger who is uh, twirling his mustache on nxt 2.0 literally last a
1: mustache twirling
2: villain yeah but let that. us know your picks in the comments because there is it's quite the selection. Have we done a top ten? If top we haven't, we should. Yeah, we probably should.
1: We, me and Jules, one time, we're going to do a wrestler of what a list of what these ten wrestlers would look
2: like bald, So Still, I'm still. We could have retired on that. We
1: could have. Maybe we will one
2: day. Campaign for it to happen. Still, comments. You can make it happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to today's and finally, did you see this tweet from Taz? This popped me huge this morning. He was uh, he was in the airport in the Delta lounge, mm-hmm. and a little kid comes up to him, Taz. ECW legend Taz for a photo. Do you know what he said to him? Dad, can I take a picture with Hooks, Dad? Oh, that's nice. That's isn't great, it?
1: Innit? That's nice. Different frames of reference, different generations, different ages. Yeah, that's cool. I like that.
2: Also, nice. credit to a little kid. When I was that, this kid's age, no chance. I'm going up to Taz. Hell no. I'm terrified he's of him. A terrifying man. Even now, terrified. You of would him. like. He's such a. He's I've chat. I've interviewed him. I think I even got. Him, I got him on Twitter. Yeah. Still terrifies me that
1: uh, that's the thing like he's such a jolly guy like 90% of the time but you wouldn't want to mess with him would you also shout especially out
2: especially not an airport no oh don't, no like don't the, go near him brave, leave him alone
1: brave boy um, unless you're a nice
2: child and you just want to photo with Hook's dad yeah, that's fine
1: yeah shout out to Taz and his weight loss by the way for yeah
2: 37 pounds good job that's awesome that's the combined weight me Andy and Ian have put on whilst trying to do <laughs> our weight loss challenge so hey, congratulations Taz speak for yourself oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you've been to Florida, so that, that's cheap. Uh, it's back, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, very it's back in back. a big way. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We're going to review NXT a little bit like today and look ahead to AEW Dynamite: Blood and Guts a little bit later on today. Uh, plus, you to let us know your thoughts on Twitter questions and photos with Hooks Dad on Twitter at What Culture. <laughs> WWE. Watch there, follow by the bus, follow Andy Murray at Follow
1: me at Andy H Murray. The H stands for hey, if you go to a gig, wear earplugs. Not only does it make the music sound better, because it cuts out all the hissy crap, save your ears. Don't get tinnitus. Tinnitus is bad. I've had mm. it for ten years. You don't want it. Shout out
2: to nothing who are very good. No things. You go. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture at WWE. But for now my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.